0: Hey everybody, welcome back to the Bad Yogi Podcast with me, Erin Motz. I'm starting off sounding like I'm super stoked about life and to be here, but actually yesterday was a super hard day and I hardly got any sleep. I think I fell asleep somewhere around three in the morning and then I was wide awake at seven something. And I don't know, I think we all have nights like that where our thoughts just sort of get carried away. And in my case, uh, this is this was like a, a business-related thing, you know, and nothing serious or specific, just things feeling like they keep going wrong or they keep being more difficult than I wish they would be, <laughs> and after a while, that can really wear on you, and so, yeah, I mean, I don't know. For, for however many of you do your own thing, have your own business, or are trying to build your own business, it can be a really long lonely road and I don't even have any lesson for you out of this other than to tell you that you're not alone and I guess my point in sharing all of that with you is that the timing for my little mini meltdown is perfect because I have a guest today who I would confidently be able to tell you, uh, taught me everything I know about business and taught me plenty of other things that are not business related. And you might know him. He is the Frenchman. And then he, you enter and say hello to the people.
1: Actually, now I just want to walk away in discomfort <laughs> after that little... intro diddy (laughs) no but but hello
0: yeah this is the frenchman adrian my husband slash business partner slash entrepreneur for like yeah honestly for a long time i was gonna say life sentence i was gonna say 20 years and then i was like no it's not 20 years and then i was like oh
1: actually yeah actually it is i think next next year
0: yeah so anyway that's kind of crazy but a few weeks ago, you did an interview with me where you interviewed me.
1: I did, yes. And it went really well.
0: And that, that was fun. Go listen
1: to it now. Yeah, you should That's listen really to good. it.
0: I'll put it in the, um, in the episode, the show notes here, and uh, on, also on the blog post on the magazine. So yeah, you can listen to that whenever you would like. That was a fun one. But today, after I put that episode out, uh, you know what? I said that weird, but I put that episode out, and then I got a lot of questions for you, for me to interview you so that's what we're here for
1: all right yeah
0: and we got questions that were like personal some that were relationships some that were and then a lot of business questions too so i'm just gonna similar i'm gonna take a note out of your playbook and not really ask you these questions in any particular order just like as i feel like it okay and you don't know what these questions are right
1: i, I do not you know you cannot see my notes <laughs> <laughs> I, I cannot this sounds like the beginning of a magic trick and <laughs> i do not know you
0: uh
1: we have never met backstage earlier
0: <clears throat> <clears throat> <clears throat>
1: more discomfort
0: i just don't know i think so com-
1: far my episode interviewing you has been better i'm just saying if we were to compare the episodes i think mine was better
0: that's rude <laughs> I'm just, I'm just. Joking. So rude. Okay, so one question. He just kissed me on the cheek, but I do not forgive him. Okay.
1: <laughs> I do not forget.
0: <laughs> so you have a yoga business, but uh, what brought you to yoga before me, or was it just me, really?
1: It's just you. I saw you through the window, and I was like, oh, that sounds like a nice. That seems like a nice class. No, I'm just joking. No, I no, I took I took uh, yoga classes because I. I uh, didn't like stretching, and for basketball, stretching was kind of a mandatory thing. I didn't like it, and I figured it'd be easier if somebody just walked me through it, and I just went in after the gym and did whatever whatever they said. And that was kind of the beginning of yoga, so a truly enlightened journey to that point.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And then you got yourself a wife.
1: Yeah, that was a whole different... Uh, yeah. My motivation changed midway through the, 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 the classes I was taking. You weren't actually the first teacher I took class with.
0: Was I the first teacher you dated? You
1: weren't actually the first teacher I took class with, but oh, you were the only one that mattered, was the completion of my sentence.
0: We need to move on. <laughs> Okay, so obviously you came to my classes, you sort of liked them, you liked the product you were getting.
1: <laughs> wow. <laughs>
0: that sounds really We
1: have really, this has <laughs> that sounds degenerated like a, into something completely different now.
0: Yeah, that insinuated something really <laughs> sexual, but that's not what I meant. It's just, this is what happens when I when I start a sentence and I don't know where it's going. I just sort of hope I find it along the way.
1: <laughs> yeah, should probably have a, a roadmap for that.
0: I should, but... This leads to my next question, which was You came to my classes, you I did. enjoyed my classes. Kind somebody of. said, somebody asked the question, why did you decide to start a yoga business? Like, why yoga? And did you know that that would be your destiny? <laughs>
1: oh, no, no, absolutely not. No, I was trying so many different things. I had a golf business at the time, a golf accessory business, and I didn't even play golf. But no, I, I, saw, I saw you teach and. One of the things that you did, I've gotten to lots of different classes, actually, other than yours, not just at the gym. And one of the things that you did, other than just, like, kind of teach in a way that was, that was accessible and, and non-judgmental, but one of the things that you did was you came in and you told a story about your day, like, at the beginning of each class. And it felt kind of like a mix between a way for you to break the ice with people, but also a way for you to break your own nervousness. Uh, at the beginning of class and I just thought it was perfect it was something that other teachers didn't do when I went to other classes not only did I get looked at like what's he doing here because obviously you know six foot four guy walks in it just looks it looked very weird at the time and I don't you know look like the typical yogi so the people in the class were a bit uh, standoffish and then the instructors were just like they had their favorites so they had their particular people they would talk to and then everybody else they were just kind of neutral with and it was straight into class and taking themselves super seriously and that was just not a vibe that I I liked and I thought you know this is we can do something with this I think that there are more people that feel like me that just want to take it for whatever reasons but don't don't really fit into that uh kind of clicky environment where you get stared at when you walk into a classroom. So from what I knew from the business standpoint, I was like, "There's, there's got to be something here. There's got to be something where we can basically translate that to, to an online business, translate that to something where lots of people get to, to experience that same thing.
0: Okay, so you thought it was a good idea, but what happens when you feel stuck or lost after you've gotten into the thing? that you thought was a good idea, and now you're like, what the hell do I do? I have no idea what I'm doing.
1: Well, it was it was an inter- interesting journey because it was interesting just convincing you to do it. That was, in itself, a challenge. And then, obviously, there were some challenges along the way and things that didn't work out and all of that, but I don't, I don't know. I, I think I come at it from a little bit different of a, of a perspective in that it wasn't... For me, I just i've i've always kind of i've always been an entrepreneur it's always been in my blood actually right now i hate uh the term because it's been taken over by pretty much everybody and i i i just i've always i've always kind of pursued that route so for me it was it wasn't even like i had another option other than to pursue business so if it gets a little hard i mean it's life you don't quit life and that's what it is to me
0: I have to interrupt you because (laughs) that what you're saying is true but I've been on this journey with you for a long time now Mm -hmm. and it does get hard and it's not always like oh well you know the journey's hard and you just got to keep going like there there are some dark places yeah but then
1: then but those dark places are where I feel trapped between I, I can't stop this, this is the only thing I can do. Not from a capability standpoint, but from a, from, a, from a me standpoint, it's the only thing that's real to me. And when the journey doesn't seem to feel the same way about you, but you're, you're in love with the journey, but the journey doesn't seem to feel the same way about you, it's just kind of, it's a, it's a shitty place to be, but I, I, don't, I don't have another choice. So yeah, I mean, that that gets really kind of dark and low at times. But kind of, what are you gonna do about it?
0: So when you're feeling stuck, you just keep keep going yeah. away. It's,
1: I mean, you know, it sounds sounds kind of not even hokey. It's just trite. It's it's you know that's what everybody. Oh, don't quit. Blah blah blah. But it's kind of that. Now I will say, don't quit doesn't mean like you know. A lot of times when you do hear people say, oh well, you know, you can't quit or you you know. Uh, uh, when you're ready to quit, you're almost there, or whatever. Sometimes you're not. Sometimes it takes <laughs> another little <laughs> while. Um, and
0: sometimes you're on. You're not doing the right things. I think. That's right,
1: exactly. Problem. Which I've 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 done for a, a very long time. So the not quitting. Some people make it seem like oh, when they when they're faced with the challenge of of nothing's working they buck up and they all of a sudden become super strong and determined and say, I will not quit. No, it's not that. It almost feels like you're just getting dragged behind like a, a series of horses tied by your ankle. That's that's it's more that than than it is this confident great feeling of of I'm gonna conquer the world no matter how I feel. Like no, sometimes you just feel like shit and you feel like you're getting dragged behind it. You're doing everything you possibly can and nothing's working out and that's where it's just like well i mean this is the ride that i'm choosing this is what this is the route that i'm choosing there's nothing else for me uh kind of burn the boats type of thing this is this is where i am yeah the, for me it's always been there's no other option this is the this is the life for me
0: i get that i think so i think i'm going to put in a second perspective here because so i think there's maybe two kinds of entrepreneurs, I'll call them. I think there's one kind who is basically like you, where from the time that you have memory, this is what you wanted to do. Not necessarily yoga, but have a business, live this kind of life. Like this was what you envisioned for yourself. So I think there are some people like that. Then there are people who are entrepreneurs who are almost accidental entrepreneurs. And I'm going to put myself in that category. Like I didn't From the time I was a teenager, I didn't envision necessarily living the kind of life that I do today, having a business and all of that. I pictured having a really good desk job (laughs) somewhere that I would be like mildly happy with. Um, And so from my perspective, whenever I feel stuck, I feel less like this is my only option and more like, this is the only thing that I want to do. Sometimes I wonder if I'm wrong and I should go get a desk job somewhere. And in those times, what I find helpful is the the mantra, like, when in doubt, just do something. So like I said at the top of this episode, I had a really hard uh, night last night and felt really discouraged this morning. And instead of looking at my to-do list and being like, ugh. None of this is going to do anything. I I literally went through everything, and I contacted the people I was scheduled to contact. And I reached out, and I touched base with some people that we're going to try to work with. And I just, like, I kept going forward. I kept taking steps forward. Even though I'm not confident those are the 100% right steps, I just kept putting one foot in front of the other. Right,
1: but what happens when you don't have the energy for that? When you just feel beat down by it?
0: Quite honestly, I just let myself wallow a little bit.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay. then there, yeah, And there then I get back
0: up. <laughs> so that's the answer. Okay. I guess
1: the answer is let yourself wallow for a little bit, recover, and then get your ass back up and get to it.
0: That's a good note to end on. Yeah, so, I think so. <laughs> okay. So easy question. Softball question. Do you ever miss living in the United States? Yeah. That was United States. It's like my voice cracked there.
1: Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Yeah.
0: What do you miss?
1: Oh, the work ethic. 100% the work ethic. Basketball. So much. What else? Uh, Gyms. Gym life. Basketball. Work ethic.
0: That's pretty much it. Why stay in France?
1: Oh, because I I love the I love the geography here. I love the mountains. I love the water. I love the 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 beauty of it. I, I I love living here, but honestly, you know, since since I was small, it was just clear that everybody in my family is the same way. You're always you always miss something. Like once you start to separate your time where you live in different places, you always miss something of the other place. So, I don't know, I just kind of uh learned to accept that fact and try to split our time as much as possible.
0: I think that's true. For me, it's more and more true as well. I miss a lot about the US but every time we talk about potentially moving back to the states we don't have immediate plans but i'm sure at some point we'll live there again um every time we think about that i'm like oh my gosh there's so many things i would miss about here about france um so yeah i think there is that constant little bit of discontent okay personal question relationship question pass (laughs)
1: next Uh, Mulligan.
0: In the interview with me, Mm -hmm. you asked me if I sleep with a stuffed rabbit.
1: Yes, I did. Yes.
0: And people said... And the answer
1: was yes. I just want to clarify that. The answer was yes, she does.
0: People can listen to that. I have,
1: I have, I have picture proof.
0: People can listen to the episode on their own time if they choose. I'm
1: just saying you brought it up.
0: So people asked me to come up with a question, a similar question. For you. Oh,
1: people asked you, huh? Yeah. People asked you how did. convenient Don't people... Don't put
0: quotations <laughs> I'm honest. just saying. I didn't really know what to ask you. So so I think maybe this one would be um, awkward and embarrassing. What is an embarrassing nickname that you call me?
1: Oh. <laughs> pick one. Uh, banana.
0: Okay, this is 100% <laughs> true. Here's what happens. So... I think you have you have this uh, strange need. You need to make me laugh. So you do call me normal things. Like your go-to name for me is love or my love, and that's pretty standard. But then when you're when you're just being silly and playful, you call me very ridiculous nicknames. And yes, banana is one of them. So you'll be in the in the back room or something, and you'll want you'll have to ask me a question, and you'll go. Hey, banana, (laughs) or you'll go, chicken. (laughs) And you claim that these things that you call me are for my benefit, but Mm -hmm. you're the one that makes them up and thinks they're funny.
1: No, you, you, listen, you enjoy it. That's why I do it. That's why I call you things like pigeon cupcake.
0: You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Everybody gets it.
1: So, if you want to see the picture of her with the rabbit, I have it. They don't. I can post it at any time. They
0: don't need to see it.
1: Uh, Check the show notes. (laughs) Uh, My handle's at... Okay, go ahead.
0: (laughs) Okay. Another relationship question. What was your favorite part about our wedding?
1: Uh, Favorite part about our wedding? Pretty much every part. Okay, so... if I had to pick one part to play by the rules, I would pick the fact how long it was. That was my favorite part.
0: Not the ceremony. FY. We're not those people. Oh,
1: gosh. No, no, no. That was almost too long. No, okay, I'm, our I'm ceremony long. was like I'm 14
0: minutes. It,
1: it was. No, no. That was perfect. Yeah. No, that was perfect. No, no. How, how long? Because it lasted four days. We We were, you know, we had our friends there and allowed us to kind of, you don't have that You know, stressed. I have to talk to everybody in the five hours of my wedding, and I'm really not fully there. Type of feel. It was. I I think it allowed for me. It allowed me to actually. You know, everybody was like, "Oh, it'll just disappear. The wedding night, you won't even remember it." But I was able to remember it because I didn't feel the pressure of doing everything in that time time frame. Because we had we had brunch the next morning. We had an outing into in town. We had So we had enough time and we had hung out the day before. So it just, that was my absolute, uh, honestly, highlight of of my life for sure. Next question. Okay,
0: next question. Okay, you asked me this question. I'm returning the favor. What is your biggest fear?
1: (sighs) Biggest fear? Wow. I I don't want to get super dark on here. Um, My biggest fear is dying unfulfilled.
0: Okay, I kind of said something equally dark. It just wasn't death. Okay. Everybody's afraid of dying unfulfilled.
1: Uh, right, I understand, but it's not necessarily something that's that's uh, necessarily as present or in the forefront of everybody's mind. I'm not, and then also, you didn't ask me what is the unique thing you're afraid of. You <laughs> just asked me what is the thing you're afraid of. I didn't realize I was competing with everybody.
0: Well, you are.
1: <laughs> okay.
0: What do you think about? The current state of the business of yoga.
1: Wow. From a macro standpoint, it's um, oversaturated. Uh, it, it's reminiscent of when blogs started to come, come, uh, become popular and a, f- a few people become, became popular in blogs. And then everybody started a blog. If you didn't have a blog, you basically weren't on the internet. And then everybody started telling everybody else how to be popular in blogs. Oversaturated is one. Also just it does seem like like there's there is a unified voice with a lot of things because people are afraid to say different things. And everybody's like, oh yeah, you know, I like I like I like to be able to, to express myself or I like to be able to say something that's different until it actually comes to play, and then then it's a different story. Like, when you're, when you're saying, actually, you know what? I'm just going to put a, a, a real example to this so that, that people get what I'm saying. So if somebody says, you know what? I actually believe uh, uh, the same thing that Donald Trump does in this one area. Like, you can't say that, right? Because every, it's, it's a consensus. Everybody doesn't like Donald Trump, but you can't have this this nuanced thing well i agree with some of these things and i don't agree with some of these so i think there's a lot of like that where people are afraid to say what they actually feel so there's this kind of this is my yoga everything else is separate type of thing so there's that as well um
0: well what about do you think do you think there's still room for other people to make it in the yoga industry
1: yes but not in the i'm encouraging everybody to do it because there's this huge gold rush here. There's not a huge gold rush. We're we're definitely at the point where you're going to have to bring something unique to the table if you want to participate. This isn't a point where seven years ago, put some videos up online on YouTube, you would have done pretty well. Now, no, not at all the same thing. So if anybody's like preaching, oh yeah, it's a gold rush, you know, all you have to do is X, Y, Z, no, you're really going to have to bring something different. You're going to have to find out what makes you unique. If, people st- if you get lots of people starting to tell you, oh, I really like this about you, this is really different about you, explore that and see how you can, you can communicate it in a digital, digital way if you want to go that route but definitely it's not the gold rush uh that it was
0: totally i think i've seen a few in a few different ways uh i've seen it phrased in a few different ways and i've seen other people talk about this other yoga industry people and they're like yes you can definitely do this what you need to do on youtube is upload regularly and uh yeah upload regularly and you'll grow your audience and i'm kind of like mm. As someone who already has an audience, that doesn't even really work for us anymore. So it is there is a lot more nuance to it now that the quote unquote rush is kind of behind us. It's still possible, but you that do have
1: particular to be. rush, yeah. I mean, we're you know we're always exploring the next thing, what 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 kind of next combinations there will be, and all that kind of. There's always something down the line. There's some gaps between them sometimes, but there's always something down the line. But in terms of, you know, just doing classes online, you definitely have to bring something different in order to stand out.
0: So kind of personal, kind of business related, what's the most inspiring book you've read and would recommend to people? Hmm. Can be business or not fully business related.
1: You know, I, I wish sometimes some people would say, oh, this one book that I read, it changed my life. I, I wish I had that. Me too. But I... I like, I don't, so I will say that Think and Grow Rich was one of the ones that I, I, I. By? Uh, Napoleon Hill. That I, I read, I don't know, maybe 10 times um, since I was like 15. So that was a big one in terms of influence. Honestly, one of the, uh, one of the, the books are, I'll say authors, because I can't really narrow it down to a book. One of the authors that I actually like, his writing is simple. It's not like, not a lot of fluff. Um, and he just presents a lot of examples is Ryan Holiday. He was uh, a marketer for American apparel in their heyday. And he, he just, he does a lot of research and he communicates things pretty straightforward and gives a lot of like actual business examples. And I don't know, I find that kind of, uh, both on the practical, um, and also inspiring to hear these other, uh, uh, business stories so I'm gonna have to go with an author instead of a book so I'm breaking the rules
0: that's fine well and actually what's funny is that Ryan if for all my peers out there our book club one month was The Obstacle is the Way and oh, that's yeah. by Ryan Holiday and I honestly I so enjoyed that book I thought that it was going to be boring and lame but I'll say it's true that one's I, I you know from my perspective that one's a good one to start with and that doesn't really matter if you're business minded or not like it's not it's not like oh it's a business book for business people uh not at all it really applies to life in general It kind of
1: so has a business bent but yeah but it's yeah. not
0: like it won't be interesting if you're not into that right do you like being behind the scenes or would you rather be on camera with Aaron?
1: oh i wish i was on camera what? all the time Oh, I wish I was the one to are you kidding I think me? He's no. Being
0: sarcastic. <laughs>
1: no, I love being behind the scenes. I I mean the the structure, the 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 management, the uh, uh, um, the people that work with us, like all that kind of stuff, I, I that's the part I love. I, I really love. I'm having to be a little bit more in the front, forefront of my other business right now. And it's it's something that I've had to kind of get comfortable with but i i'm i enjoy kind of being in the back back uh back of everything and and you know making a cameo every once in a while that that works fine for me
0: fun question no
1: no no actually before we go into that what about you do you wish you were in the <laughs> on the back end of No,
0: sometimes I do. Well, I like both. Uh, Being in front of the camera has always been extremely unnatural for me. I had to learn for that to be natural, as you know. Yes, I do. And now I'm used to it, and I'm I'm much more comfortable with that. But I have really come to enjoy being behind the scenes as well and doing the business side of things, honestly, just as much. So that's been kind of a plot twist. All right. (laughs) Okay, fun question. (laughs) What misconceptions or what beliefs about the french are totally bs
1: that we don't shower even the though people still you believe that. i don't know that was back when i was younger um but uh, you know even though the french had the bidet which i'm like that's cleaner than anyway and we're not gonna go in too much into that <laughs> but i'm just saying that's cleaner than the opposite i don't get why the french got that reputation um, let's see. What else? Uh, Can I
0: say something about this? About what? Okay, the French. I, I think I know why. I'm sorry.
1: You're going to answer my question no, for me? Is no, this no. my question or your question? Okay. We at least, at least this answers, would you rather be in front of the camera? <laughs> excuse me. Excuse me. <laughs> it's my turn now. It's my turn. You've had half this interview.
0: <laughs> no. What I think, I, I think that there is... So, the the thing about, like, French people not being clean or not showering, I kind of have a theory, all right, that for modern... If people believe this today, I think it's not that French people aren't clean and that they don't shower. But I will say that in Europe, a lot of Europe, except in the UK, I've noticed that all deodorants are just deodorant, not antiperspirant. And I think this is a a reason why i think there's wait 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 there is very prevalent bo around here <laughs>
1: antiperspirant blocks pores it's not your good for you.
0: yeah it's not good for you i'm not saying right. it's better but
1: hold on hold on hold on the the, the bo is also just the, the 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 fact that it's warm out because it's not it's not as it's bad it's winter too oh it's not as bad in winter and i mean okay so then you have homeless people that's just called a city that's if different. you go to new york and you walk... you're you're comparing tampa to here in Tampa, you go from the the house to the car to a building to the car back to the house. Of course, it's not going to be any body body odor. You didn't walk. Here, everybody walks. And for for people who are out all day, they go to work, they go to lunch, they coming back. I mean, yeah, they're gonna they're gonna smell like the outside.
0: Well, you see, there you go.
1: But that's the same thing in New York.
0: Mm, okay. Uh, let's See, I. Uh, okay. You
1: know what? Maybe if okay. You, we
0: agree to disagree. We can but, agree, I, But, but I do way. think that it's so, not like the French people are not clean. That's false. Yeah.
1: Right. Okay. So all that to, to, <laughs> to agree with the point. Uh, the other misconception, the rudeness, though, the rudeness, I would say, is a misconception about all French, but not a misconception about the French in the South. Uh, there's a lot of rudeness in the South. But if you go to uh, Provence or if you're in, even in Paris, people tend to be uh, less rude. Um, Which was strange.
0: I, that was unexpected for me. I thought Paris would have been yeah. way more hard, but no.
1: No, 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 no. I mean, you know, there's some snootiness in some, like, higher-end higher end places. But in general, no. And uh, definitely in the north of France, people tend to be uh, friendlier.
0: Okay. How did you know... We're changing gears.
1: Okay. Well, I like gear Flip changes. it in reverse.
0: Uh, how did you know Aaron was the one? God. You what? guys got to hear... Okay. No, no, what no, 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 meaning? no, go
1: ahead, go ahead. and Okay, so I, I do not like spending money on things. Um, I, I'm, I've always been really frugal uh, in general. And so when I had, I was one of the first of my friends to have a cell phone, which at the time was like 15 years old. Now kids have them at three or something. But, um, but I, you know, I had a, had a cell phone, but I, I never, even in, into college age, I never really paid for texting. You know, and at the time it was separate. Like the texting plan was separate. Then I was like, I don't need to text anybody. You know, if they need me, they can call me. I'm not worried about it. So I would definitely never do that. I definitely, definitely would never do it to talk to a girl. Like I, it was just like this moral kind of blockade where I'm not going to spend the money for that. Like if you you can call me, but I'm not going to spend the money for that. We had met maybe a week or two weeks before this. But I, I went on a road trip up to see some friends in, uh, in North Carolina. And I stopped along the way to w- one of my best friends. And I was texting Aaron. And he was just like, wait, you got texting on your, on your service? And I was like, yeah. And he gave me this look like, like he just he like he, he, he knew you were the one. <laughs> um, and I was still resisting it, though. I was still fighting, fighting that you were and 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 trying to uh deny it to myself but it was kind of clear after i took that step that yeah
0: that same fun fact was that same friend officiated our wedding oh yeah 10 years later yeah just random
1: so shout out to josh
0: So how, this was a question that came up a few different ways. So I'm just going to ask it. I, I paraphrased everyone. Okay. So how do people get over the fear of leaving a job slash steady paycheck in order to pursue the thing that's independent of that?
1: Well, it depends on the personality. It really does. Because um, on one hand, it could be focus on the fear of staying in that job. That's one thing. Uh, that would definitely be one for me. But for somebody else it could also be focusing on the, the potential upside of, of uh, you know, doing something that you really enjoy. So it really depends on what drives you as the, the person. Um, you could focus on the, the fact that, yeah, if you, if you make that jump, like you could live a life that you really enjoy and do things that you really enjoy. It's not that it would all be easy, but it would definitely be, be uh, more enjoyable than, than maybe where you're at now. And for others, it's just, you know, if you already know that, yes, you would enjoy that, but it's not enough to get you out of this, the, the kind of comfort zone, then focus on the, the thought that in 10 to 20 years, you, you could still be kind of where you are right now.
0: Does it just happen or do you kind of... It
1: kind of, it kind of does because it's progressive. You don't, you don't live a year at a time. You live a day at a time. So what's yesterday to today? It's the same thing. And what's the next day? And what's the next day? They're all days. So I think it can cre- uh, kind of creep up on you. And, and uh, that's why you have to kind of pay attention to it and realize, okay, what is the difference between tomorrow and today? Is, is in a year, what concrete things am I really going to have in place that's going to make it easier for me to do this? Or are those concrete things that I think I'm going to have in place actually just going to make it harder because it's going to make me more dependent on where I am and more comfortable where I am?
0: I think there's... uh, So there's two things I want to say about this in addition to what... Hey, it's me again. (laughs) There's two things I want to say. The first one is that I know... We should
1: call this conversations with Aaron.
0: (laughs) The first thing is that uh, there's a lot of talk about... Yes, quit your job, do the thing, book the ticket and just go. And I hate this advice because I I don't think there's anything romantic or sexy about being a disaster in your life, you know? So, like, if you don't have a plan, if you have zero money saved, don't walk away from the paycheck, just boom up and leave. Like, make a plan first so you at least have a, some kind of strategy for what you're going to do when you get out of that job. So, I'm all about leaving um but don't just do it blindly and and recklessly well
1: that's that said you don't have to have every step laid out true so uh have a step yeah like one one or two steps perhaps but you don't have to have everything laid out you don't have to well here's the thing you have to prove it you have to 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 believe it yourself you don't have to prove it to the people around you the people around you are going to need proof for you know 20 steps ahead they're going to need so where are you going to end up what's going to happen Where are you going to do what how what about this and what, what about when you need this and what they're going to need all that you to do what you need to do you don't need that much but you do need something so don't just quit the job you know what i'm tired of this whatever and then just sit at home try to try to keep keep that money coming in as long as you possibly can and then uh you know and figure it out and if you need to need to just kind of make the jump then make the jump
0: well, that brings me to the second thing I was gonna say, and that was what you told me actually, which was we're gonna be overly simplistic here and say there's maybe two kinds of people. There's one kind of person who maybe should uh, don't just up and leave, but you can dabble in both, right? So if you have like as they call the side hustle, maybe just like work on that on the weekends or a little bit after work, do it a little bit at a time, so you don't feel like you're jumping into nothing. But then there's the kind of people who you need to. To take the island, you need to burn the boats, uh, and I think it depends on how you know. How do you know what kind of person you are, actually? So I think though that's accurate. That's what you had told me a while ago. That makes sense. But how do you know which one you are? Should you burn the boats or should you dabble?
1: Okay, so first of all, I can't take credit for that statement. No, um, no, I know several people said it before me, but it, I think you look at you look at instances in your past. Like you've all ha- you you've had things, especially into your youth, where you've done things with certain thought processes. And it was simpler when you were a kid. You didn't overthink your your thought processes. You knew what kind of drove you and what didn't. And you kind of look back into that and say, okay, what does drive me? What what scares me to the point of inaction? Uh, What scares me to the point of action? you know, that, that kind of stuff. You've got to look into how you've acted in the past and really study yourself. Um, you know, the, 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 what is it, the first rule of Art of War is know thyself. I, I think it is really, really important to know yourself, to know how you operate, because you're not just managing, like in a business, you're not just managing other people, you're managing yourself. You are your own employee. Even if you're in a job, whatever it is, you're your own employee, which means you have to know how you think. You have to know what motivates you. You have to know what you care about. So if you're telling yourself, oh, no, you have to stay in this job because um, because, you know, it, it pays well. But in reality, how much it pays doesn't motivate you, uh, then then you're managing yourself improperly. So really f- learning about yourself, figuring out, you know, it, and it, looking into the past is a good way to figure out what it is that you what pushes you or what pulls you in certain directions and what works for you? And that kind of determines what type of personality you are. And then you can apply that to, to, to your life. So if you know that you're the type of person that doesn't get your ass off the couch unless that, that couch is on fire, <laughs> then set that damn couch on fire.
0: That's me, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> I love that answer. I do. Now, next question. Softball. Ready? Okay. Tu parles français?
1: Oui, je parle français.
0: People don't believe you.
1: Okay, you know what? This is like in high school when girls would be like, oh, say something in French. And I'm like, no, what do you want me to say? And nobody could even come up with anything for, for, for me to say.
0: Tell me in a few sentences what you love most about your work. Uh,
1: j'aime le fait que j'ai, j'ai pas d'horaire. J'ai pas besoin de, d'être à un bureau. Je peux faire ce que je veux. Je peux uh, je peux faire ce que j'aime. Je travaille avec ma femme. Voilà. Okay, ça <laughs> suffit. <laughs> See now you speak French. No, she she speaks it by the way. So oh she yes, doesn't. hold no, on, she doesn't. hold on, hold on, hold on. Here's the thing, in the comments, wherever on Facebook, doesn't matter. Just 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 comment, Erin, say something in French because she yeah oh absolutely do it do I won't it do, do it. it do, I it. do, she, won't do you, it she will do it. She'll do it on her Instagram stories. No, I won't. Tell Don't her, lies. T- Yes, absolutely. Tell her to say something in French because she does speak French. She's super insecure and nervous about it, but she gets around and she talks to people in French. She even wrote an email in French the other day when, when somebody contacted her about uh, doing a class here. So she speaks it. She's not super, super fluent, but she speaks it enough. So
0: um, this is fake news. Now. What would 10-year-old you think of your life today, think about your life today?
1: Be a little disappointed that I'm not having enough fun. Um, be a little disappointed that I don't have a big boat yet. Um, overall would be, be happy with where I'm at, uh, that I'm in France, um, I'm doing what I'm doing. Would be very disappointed that I don't play basketball. But um, at the moment, but I am going to pick that up again. Not super, super positive on the 10-year-old uh, reflection, I guess. But
0: well, yeah. I do tell you, you need to have more fun. That's <laughs> true.
1: Is this considered fun? Can we consider this fun? Can we count this as fun?
0: This is a little bit fun, but it's not 10-year-old fun. Okay. Although okay. you did, okay, he did buy a bubble machine a couple weeks ago.
1: Yeah, that was for my mom's birthday. <laughs>
0: Next question: Do you get jealous if Aaron gets attention from other guys?
1: No, not at all.
0: That's true. No. That's not sarcasm.
1: No, yeah, no, no. So that was actually sorry. The
0: <laughs> the tone, so the was, tone
1: was, was might have might have sounded like it, but no, no, not at all. No. Uh, not not even for that one guy who asked you to do an uh, entire class in high socks,
0: which I didn't do. The way you said <laughs> that sounds like something that was that was a bit of my work that I fulfilled. I did You know,
1: it was, it was it was like the the, the private projects we work on. <laughs> <laughs> oh my
0: god, that's not true.
1: <laughs> so no, I don't I don't get jealous.
0: All right, only a couple more questions. First one is another relationship based one. Okay. Is there anything? That you take for granted. This was to both of us. Is there anything you take for granted about the other? I'll let you go first.
1: No, I don't think so. I I try to pay attention to, to everything. I thank you for things. I um, I think that I just I don't know. I was always I was I was kind of raised to pay attention to the details that people do. Like even even as a kid, when when uh, when I left this, dishes in the in the sink, it wasn't just oh I left dishes in the sink. It was brought to my attention that basically I was expecting someone else to do it. I was expecting my mom to do it and that that was disrespectful. So I, I think I just kind of bring that into the relationship where I don't expect you to do things. I don't just like leave things around to, for you to do them. And if you do something, I, I realize it and, and I'm grateful for it. At least that's my perspective. I might be completely delusional, so you'll tell me. Yeah,
0: actually, no, you're you're pretty much right with that. There is, honestly, I don't want people to think that we're just over the top in love, but I do think that's true.
1: No, we barely like each other.
0: We barely like each other. There's really almost nothing that I do that goes unnoticed or unappreciated. I would say pretty much nothing. And then from my side, I feel similarly because you pay so much attention. I it makes me hyper aware and... Uh, I pay a lot of attention as well to things you do for me and just for the house or for work or anything like that. So I think that was something that I had to practice, though, for, for myself. I wasn't really raised that way. But, uh, yeah, I think now I, I now, really don't yeah. take anything for granted. No,
1: no, no. No, no, no. I feel appreciated.
0: Okay, final notes. There were a lot of business questions that kind of all asked the same thing. So I'll leave on a, I'll end on a businessy note. And that is what advice do you have for people afraid of getting started?
1: Um, So what advice do I have for what? For people who, what?
0: Who are trying to get started on whatever thing they're doing. Like there's that fear of, oh, how do I begin? I have my own thoughts on this, but I'll let you go.
1: (laughs) What do you not have your own thoughts on? Um let's see. Um advice for people well first of all identify what it is that, that that's stopping you from starting and I think 99% of the time is going to be fear. Fear of something. Um and certain fears are are fears that you might have experienced as as a, as a kid or your family grew up a certain way and and you're afraid of 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 kind of experiencing those things or whatever. I don't know, whatever the fear is. But Ultimately, at some point, after the, the self-exploration, you're going to have to just go. Uh, it's almost like a pool where the only way to get in is a diving board. You, you're going to have to dive in at some point. Like, there's not going to be... Life isn't going to gently lower you into this pool, you know, as long as you figure out the perfect way to do it. it it's just not. You're going to have to jump at some point. You're going to have to to feel that fear you're gonna have to feel the 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 time that you spend in the air before you hit the water but that becomes the exhilarating part too um and don't get me wrong it's not always exhilarating um sometimes it's just you know terrifying um i am you know i'm 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 kind of in that position again because i i started a, another business and um it's still that feeling of like, oh, wait, wait, is this the right kind of jump? Is this the jump where I land on water? Is this the jump where I land on, on hard land? Um, but ultimately, when the jump is made, um, you know, you start to, to feel the exhilaration of, of, of being in the air that long and, and feel the exhilaration of also the fact that you've done it, you know, the, the pride of the fact that you made that jump when, when you, you could have not, when you were afraid. Um, but I do think that there is a, uh, kind of a kick in the ass type of, uh, thing that has to occur at some point where you're just like, okay, I, how long am I going to sit out, sit on this and wonder how am I going to start or what I w-? just do something, start emailing people and asking them, just asking for their advice. If nothing else, and you're not going to get a lot of responses from a lot of people, but you're going to get some responses from some people just keep. Emailing, keep contacting—that's one thing that you can do today.
0: So I'm surprised to hear you say that because I disagree with the emailing people and asking for advice. It. Okay, it's different if you know the person personally, like maybe some a friend of yours or or a uh, acquaintance or something has done something that you want to do, and you're like, oh, I'd love to just kind of get their input. Mm-hmm. But I actually got and I've gotten, we've gotten emails like this plenty uh, mm-hmm. over time. But I got one the other day that I was seriously. I was so tempted to respond to, and I just, I didn't know what to say, and I kind of cowardly did not say anything. And the question was, oh, hey, Erin, I'm interested in starting a podcast, but I really don't know what to do. Wondering if you could tell me, basically, the equipment. She listed, like, the equipment that she was looking for, how I publish, like, what platforms I use. Essentially, tell me how to do this step-by-step. And that was, that's one of the most insulting things to me is because, we really, we have worked really, and you've said this too, this is a pet peeve. Yeah. Like, okay, so, you work yeah. really, really hard to build something up, to do something, to figure shit out. And when someone's like, hey, so like, can you just tell me how you did this? It really, it's kind of disrespectful. Right, Don't do but that. that's
1: not what I'm talking about. I'm not, okay, clarify. so, so, okay, clarify. I guess, I guess it comes from the, from, from where I'm thinking. I'll do pretty much everything I possibly can do. And again this this goes back to the personality types. I'll do everything I possibly can do before I have to ask somebody. So I will look everything up. I will So where I'm coming from is that perspective. If you're the type of person that won't go on YouTube before asking somebody, then go on YouTube and look that shit up. If you're like go on Google and look it up, figure out how to do it. If you know that 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 you know i don't know a podcast is what you want to start look it up how to start a pod? there, are, how there do are i think
0: we did it <laughs> there
1: are 20, 20 videos for how to start a podcast everybody's got their different equipment you can buy qu- different equipment at different price points different ways to start real cheap like anything you want to know put it in google put it in youtube you'll you'll get the answer to it for that kind of stuff uh, I'm talking more nuanced things like getting over the fear or the questions that are asked asked here, you know or, Oh, I heard this over this. Which one do you use? Um, that that's you that you can you know go into so it is true because I remember telling you the story about when uh, That one guy I had spent this I had spent so much time finding uh, a manufacturer or who, who could do patches for uh, the golf product that I wanted and uh, this guy was starting a clothing line, and he wanted to put a tight, you know, kind of a brand patch on his shirt. He was like, "Oh yeah, I don't know who to do, who you know, who to go to." And I was like, "Oh well, I found a guy. Here's this." Then he asked me to not only give him the location, but tell him what to tell, what to ask them, and basically was doing everything except for asking me to hold his hand and go do it with him. And I'm like, it took me weeks to find that one person. I don't mind sharing the name with you, that's one thing, but I'm not going to like hold your hand and do everything for you. So yes, there is that line you are right. where if it's something you can find on Google, I was making the assumption that it wasn't, but if it's something you can find on YouTube or Google, which is a lot, then do that. I think a lot of times in business, people look for the right answer. People look for the, the thing, the key, the, the, the magic trick that'll, that'll make everything work out. And it doesn't exist. That's not reality of business. Most of the time in business, you're just figuring stuff out constantly. You're constantly at a point where you don't know what's, what's coming, or you don't know how to handle what's in front of you, and you have to go figure it out. And sometimes you have to figure it out quickly, sometimes you have a little time to figure it out, but either way you have to figure it out. So I think that has to be in your habit, to to when 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 jumping into a project you have to be comfortable with figuring things out for yourself
0: so basically start by starting and rapid fire to finish things up you also have a podcast what's it called
1: i do have a podcast you put me on the spot with that one huh um yeah it's called the real grind the real grind and it's on itunes
0: i'll link to that and what is the website of your new business
1: it's called thecv.com. So the T-H-E-C-E-E-V-E-E.com. And it's a job search platform.
0: I'll link to that too. And I'll also link to your Instagram.
1: Oh, uh, and by the way, if you if you applied for the job most recently for uh, Bad Yogi, then you probably did it with the CV.
0: Oh, probably. Yes, that's true. That platform. <laughs> um, I think that wraps this up. I will... Just ask everyone listening, please, pretty, 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 please, if you enjoyed this podcast or any episode I've ever done, do me a ginormous favor, ginormous for me, really tiny for you, go and rate it on iTunes or Google Play or wherever you listen to podcasts, subscribe and rate. I know it seems like nothing and you're going to roll your eyes, but it makes a huge difference for us and helping people find the podcast and all of that. So.
1: Oh, 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 and also go on her Instagram and tell her to... To say something in French.
0: You don't have to do that second thing. You
1: have to both rate the podcast, do that first, and then go on her Instagram at Bad Yogi Official and just say, I don't know, hashtag say something in French.
0: That yep. is fake news again.
1: That, nope, that's, that's real news. Uh, Fox News.
0: Anyway. <laughs> Thanks for joining me today, everybody. I'm going to link to a few different things in the description below. But if you're interested in doing yoga with me, you can find all my free stuff on badyogi.com. You can also practice with me inside my digital studio where there's a constantly growing library of uh, full-length classes. That's studio.badyogi.com. And I've got a little something special planned for PBYP. But if you haven't already gotten the first eight-week program, go to perfectbodyyogaprogram.com, where we believe that the perfect body is really just the healthiest version of the one you already have. Thanks so much for joining me today and I will. See- Hashtag
1: say something in French.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll see you guys next week.